This Bites, discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. With Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. This Bites is brought to you by Society Insurance. Welcome to This Bites, Milwaukee's culinary podcast with your host, goddess of food writing critique, Ever Essence, a.k.a. Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine. I am your host, co-host DJ Tariq, a.k.a. The Architect here. On this week's edition of This Bites, we're going to talk about restaurants are opening back for dining, sort of. We'll get into that and mention a few restaurants that are doing their opening their new patios and all that kind of stuff. We're also going to talk about the city's new reopening plan. They have a plan to uh, have restaurants have the ability to open at 100% capacity. We're getting the details on that. Also, Congress has a bill to help restaurants with additional uh, funding. We'll talk a little bit about that. Then we'll get into peaches and cream puffs and more. But let's start it off with restaurants. It's uh, it's summer season, and uh, Wisconsin is uh, kind of in, in another phase of reopening and allowing restaurants to allow dine-in, sort of, Anne. Can you uh, elaborate? So, uh, yeah, we're seeing more and more restaurants announcing now that they're opening um, and uh, just to give you a little bit of detail, so um, the the restaurant company Black Shoe Hospitality that owns Maxie's, Blue's Egg, and Story Hill has kind of rolled out their in-house dining with limited seating, and that started just this past Wednesday with Maxie's opening on June 24th. Now, Blue's Egg is going to open on July 1st. And Story Hill is going to open on July 8th. But as far as Blue's Egg goes, you can make your reservations online via Yelp. I think they're just taking things really, really carefully. Um, Mm -hmm. So like, for instance, Blue's Egg is going to be open Wednesday through Sundays, 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. And that is going to start on July 1st. Maxi's is open Wednesday through Sunday, 4 to 9 p.m., And then Story Hill BKC is going to open Wednesday through Saturday, 4 to 9 p.m. And I would, and then for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays starting July 8th. So I would um, definitely go to their Facebook pages and and look for updates on that. So the first one, just to reiterate, that rolled out is Maxi's. Also, this week was a big one for uh, Third Coast Provisions, which, uh, which opened on on Wednesday, they, uh, you know, like everybody else, they've been closed for like months. Um, and they were doing, you know, what I heard too, that they were doing some pretty, some, I guess, extra steps to like contact trace, um, and, and test all their staff, which I thought was good. So they reopened also on Wednesday and, um, Again, I would go on their on their Facebook just to confirm their um, their hours, but I think they're open Wednesday through Sunday, like from five to nine ish. And then their uh, their sister restaurant, Merriman Social, um, also is open as well. Um, and you know that has a huge patio too, so or mm-hmm. an open air. So so essentially, they, they can open up those garage doors. And, you know, have um, kind of an outdoor seating area that sort of comes inside as well. But uh, so they're open. They're also open for for dining um, as well, which is pretty exciting news. 
And uh, yeah, they opened on the 24th as well. Cool. Also, I know uh, Company Brewing also opened their patio. Uh, they have patio dining and uh, Transfer Pizza has a new patio I saw on yeah. their Facebook as well. Yeah. It's really not, looks really nice. So it's going to be a season for uh, patio dining, definitely. Um, I'm seeing a lot of it when I'm dri- out driving. I'm seeing a lot of people sitting on patios. You know, when I'm out walking kind of certain neighborhoods, I'm seeing um, that as well. So, um, yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty interesting. I haven't, um, I haven't actually done that yet. Have you sat out on a pad, a restaurant patio? No, I, I haven't. Not yet. No. Um, I haven't really done anything. I've been I'm indoors sure a lot. I'm, I'm not sure I'm ready to be honest. You know, I look at company they were like open in the afternoon. There were like two people. So I, you know, I don't mind doing that for a beer because it's not, a, it's not like packed or anything. So I'm not like, and I think they, you know, they only have a capacity. So I'm not too worried about that. Uh, especially since I feel like Wisconsin is doing better than other states when it comes to this uh, pandemic, I have to say. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, as long as it's not like packed, I don't mind doing it. Like if they're like, you know, I get there early. If it gets packed, I might leave. But, you know, I, I need to get out. Like I need some vitamin D. So, <laughs> oh yeah, you know, so we'll see. Uh, coming up, we'll continue our conversation about the city's uh, reopening plan, which includes a plan for certain restaurants that can open up uh, 100% capacity, which is very interesting. We'll get into details on that coming up on this Bites. We'll be right back. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out your donor benefits and the thank you gifts to show off your 88.9 pride. We're back. This Bites Milwaukee's culinary podcast, Milwaukee Magazine's Ann Christensen and me, DJ Tariq. We're continuing our conversation about Milwaukee's uh, kind of they have a city reopening plan. Uh, we mentioned last week about their kind of active street business kind of applications for expanded patio, expanded taking over streets and sidewalks for patios. It looks like the city is uh, uh, starting to have this plan to allow restaurants to open at 100%. So the details, which was over at uh, the Biz Journals, um, so basically restaurant owners who want to reopen the full capacity in the city of Milwaukee can expect feedback about their proposal safety plan within a week. The city intends to allow restaurants to approve COVID-19 safety plans. So they have to have a plan uh, to reopen at hundred percent capacity sooner than called for in the moving Milwaukee forward phase reopening plan. This is according to the biz journal website. Um, and basically, since June 5th, restaurants had a limited 25% capacity. And Ann and I talked about, like, is this really even sustainable to even open at 25%? Yeah. yeah. Um, but still, a lot of restaurants still doing to-go offers and delivery. Um, so the city in what is called Phase 3, restaurant will be allowed to open at full capacity when the city reaches Phase 5, basically. Which I'm not sure what that means, but there, we'll put a link to the Biz Journal story. Uh, Milwaukee officials plan to review the data and uh, determine whether the community is ready to move to phase four. So in that phase, phase four is 50% capacity. Uh-huh. Um, so, and starting today, 
Milwaukee Health Department intends to implement a program which restaurants with approved plans can open at 100% capacity. Um, and they say participating restaurants will be allowed to reopen fully as soon as July 3rd. Of course, things can change, right? But yeah. um, I guess we can, if, if everything is, you know, kosher and pandemic and cases go down, you probably can see restaurants at some restaurants at hundred percent before summer's out possibly, I guess, based off this. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if, if people will, you know, flock to the restaurants packed. I don't know if restaurants want to do hundred percent. I don't know. Um, we'll see, but that's what the city has in plan. So do you have any thoughts on that, Ann? Uh, you know, I don't know. I, or you think restaurants will do it, like take advantage of this? I think some are going to want to. I think some are going to try. Um, okay. And probably some of the bigger ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe potentially some of the smaller ones as well. Yeah. Uh, I could say that smaller ones, especially smaller ones. Yeah. Of, I think well. that to me, it just it makes more sense to kind of focus on the outdoor dining right now. Mm-hmm. Since it's what everybody's going to be wanting to do anyway. Um, so I don't know. I, I just, I frankly think it's kind of risky, um, because I don't think that COVID is going anywhere. So, um, especially when people don't want to wear masks, there's, you know, there's people out there that she's like, I'm not wearing a mask, you know? And it seems like like there are more of those people now not wearing them. Um, so, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And then, you know, wasn't there just recently a story that, um, you know, now the uh, cases of COVID are on the increase as opposed to going down, they're going up. So. Especially in those states that chose not to, uh, you know, create stay at home orders in the beginning there, like Florida and Texas are being hit hard, especially young people who are, you know, young people are, I'm cool. I don't need this. Um, they're getting it though. Yeah. But the problem is it's, it's people think it's about them. And I just want to rear it. Like it's, it's about other people. So yeah. we're, we're trying to protect people who can't protect themselves, who have other conditions that might have to work or do whatever. It's, it's not really about if you're right. a healthy person, it's not really about you. It's about, you know, it's kind of, it's, a, it's supposed to be selfless in this, in this. Yeah. Thing. No, so I think absolutely. people still don't get it like, oh, I'm fine. I'm a healthy young person. I don't I don't have to worry about it. But if you have grandparents or you have parents, or you have a sibling with like diabetes, you know, that's that's the concern. I know. Absolutely. Absolutely. So many people out there that could get it a lot worse than other people. So I, I don't know. I think it just I I'm I'm going to be curious to see how many restaurants uh try to uh you know try this pilot program Mm -hmm. um we'll see i don't know uh and speaking of restaurants next um you know there have been a lot of restaurants i mean the new york times had a running list of restaurants permanently closed in new york yeah um, and they've been the restaurants, small restaurants have been complaining about that the 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 PPP the that program kind of left them out in the cold. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and right now there is a bipartisan bill, proposed bill, 
uh, in Congress uh, to provide $120 billion federal relief package for independent restaurants. Not chains, sounds like it. Um, so that's up for, I don't know if it's up for a vote or it's been written. Uh, it's called the Real Economic Support that Acknowledge Unique Restaurant Assistance Need to Survive. Oh, it spells out restaurants. So someone worked hard for that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's our taxpayer money at work. Anyway, just kidding. <laughs> I can't believe they figured out, like, they, they made restaurants an acronym for the Real Economic Support that Acknowledges Unique Restaurant Assistance Needed to Survive Act of 2020. Yeah. Uh, it was introduced, introduced in the House on June 15 by a bar, bipartisan coalition, which is cool. Er, Earl Blumenauer of uh, Oregon, a Democrat. And um, who else? It's a Senate by Senator Roger Wicked of Mississippi, Mississippi, Republican. Yeah. And Kristen Cinema. Cinema? I hope that. Cinema, uh, Democrat of Arizona. Um, the legislation is billed as a restaurant stabilization grant program, and it's specifically for independently owned restaurants. Yeah. So they've been, uh, so the, there's an independent restaurant coalition that formed in the wake of this pandemic has been proponent of such a relief form because, um, even, uh, Jose Andres said like restaurants, we said before restaurants are kind of lifeblood of this country, right? Like it provides so many jobs directly and indirectly, from farms to like service industry to li- liquor, beers, all this, they, they, there's an ecosystem here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know. So it was introduced June 15th. I don't know if this is going to pass. I don't know. I hope it does. Cause I could see, you know, I, I've been reading a lot about restaurants across the country, just shutting down, like yes. gone. Like right. restaurants have been around for 30, 40, 50 years. Just, you know, so I hope it does. Um, get some traction and gets passed and help these restaurants who definitely need it now. Yeah. Um, especially if this pandemic caused a, a, another stay at home order, right? You open up, then you have to shut down again, which is, that's, <laughs> that's even worse. So, yeah, I know, I know. That's what I'm afraid of happening. Uh, but you know, got to keep moving forward, I guess. Yeah. Um, and speaking of independent restaurants, there's a new, takeout restaurant specializing in box lunches called Smacks. S-M-A-X. It is in the same food court uh, that is housed the uh, the Pakistani restaurant Shah G. Apparently the restaurant uh, is inspired partly by the television drama Mad Men, where I have never really saw the show. Barely in the show, often seen eating conveniently boxed lunches at work. So I did not really watch that show either, so I don't know the reference. But yeah, I don't. No, I don't know. I know, I know I had a huge crush on the. I think it was a redhead in the show or something like that. I oh yeah, know. right, right, right. Yeah. But that's all I. That's all I know. <laughs> well, it appears that you can build your own box. Yeah, so you build your box. So it's kind of like you know the poke kind of concept. There's step one, step two, step three, and step four. So step one, you pick your vessel which is like kind of the vehicle of the protein. So you can get a wrap, bowl, bread, brown rice, and beans. Um, and then you pick your pleasure. Uh, looks like I'm looking at the website. Some of the things are blurred out, so they're not look like they're ready. I know. So you get a, you get a bomb me, which is seared ahi tuna, kale, crunchy slaw, pickled vegetables. Or you can get a Smacksville hot. It's a seared chicken thigh, chimichurri coleslaw, and gunpowder buffalo sauce. 
a Royal BLT, uh, the Gobbler, deep fried turkey breast. That's interesting. Bacon, cheddar cheese, heritage, blend lettuce. So some fancy stuff here. Um, I can see some of the blurred stuff. It says, uh, one says Smacks Wing Box. Someone says Cuba Rican. Yeah, the club. So, yeah, so there's a blurred, so I'm saying they're not ready. Yeah. Then you pick, then you have step three, pick your pleasure. So there's sides. They have Smacks Basement Corn available, bacon spaghetti. That's interesting. I know. And yeah. a veggie of the day. Um, uh, there's still some items blurred. Fries are blurred and gunpowder chili is blurred. So I'm guessing they're not ready for that yet. And then step four, you add your sauces, your 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 accoutrements to dress it up. So you have dressings. You have a Bloody Mary French dressing, which is interesting. Uh, brandy old fashioned balsamic. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, dry rubs. You have steakonia. That's funny. Uh, Euro step. Rico suave. <laughs> Clever that's, names. That's cute. And then they have sauces like pepper jelly, gunpowder. They're big on this gunpowder thing. Yeah, they are. Asian barbecue, garlic, garlic parmesan, and vinegar oil. So, so it's interesting. So for. Seems like a, a nice, if you want a box lunch, just kind of a fancy box lunch, you have a nice place to get it. And it seems very affordable. Um, so like you can get for a small price, you get everything, which includes chips and bottled water. Yeah, smacks. Uh, next, uh, you have some news. As you know, state fair is closed, but uh, you still get a little taste of state fair. Yeah. Can you elaborate, Ann? Sure. So, uh, you know, I think when they announced that State Fair was not going to happen, one of the things people were thinking was, but what about those cream puffs, right? Well, it turns out you can still get cream puffs during uh, the run of the fair. So uh, they're going to offer curbside cream puffs. Um, uh, and this is between the dates of August 6th and August 16th. And that's going to be at State Fair Park. Um, and they're going to have certain designated hours where you can get them curbside. Um, there's also going to be um, deliveries. You can get your your cream puffs delivered. Um, and But you have to order like a certain amount of these. You know, you can't just order like two cream puffs. It has to be yeah. like a big order of cream puffs. And uh, they're also doing a um, virtual cream puff 5K benefiting the State Fair Park Foundation. So you can register online for a run or walk, a 5K, which is about 3.1 miles, I believe. And you can register from now until July 30th for that. But um, the whole cream puff deal is, you know, did you grow up eating these or no? What am I saying? You're not from Milwaukee, but no, you probably I, grew up knowing or having cream puffs of, of a different kind, right? Like, nope, nope. That's a, that's a Midwest thing. That's not a Southern thing at all. I never heard of cream puffs really, other than maybe a little Debbie cream puffs. That's about it. Okay. Yeah. That's, 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 uh, that's, that's up here. Okay. <laughs> Well, the other thing, the other thing that's, um, that, that is going to be offered with these cream puffs kind of benefits people that are in the Kenosha, Appleton, and Madison area. Um, mm-hmm. There are going to be places where you can pick up cream puffs out there, uh, festival foods locations. Um, 
uh, on certain dates and they're calling them traveling cream puffs. But so your best bet is going to be to, uh, to do your curbside cream puff pickup, which is going to be offered through centuries. And just, you know, to give you an idea of like, um, how you can get them, you can get three packs, you can get six packs, and you can also get um, orders of their blue ribbon brownies and chocolate chip cookies as well. Um, so they've got different, you know, they got different um, uh, orders that you can get. Um, and if you go to their website, they give you pretty good directions on where you go to the curbside cream puff pickup area. So it's going to be on the State Fair Park grounds, as I mentioned. And that's going to be between August 6th and August 16th, certain days within there. And then they have certain days of operation, but it's, uh, and then you can pre-order them. So you could, you know, conceivably, um, it looks like you can actually uh, pre-order them now on their website. Oh, nice. Cool. I made uh, cream puffs for about three years ago. Made them from scratch. I added, uh, I added like my own spin to it. So the cream was like kind of a bourbon cream filling, flavor cream. And I had like orange citrus in the the puffs. I can't remember. Did um, you make them yeah. in the summer during cream during the run of state fair, or what made you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, read, I read it. Made it right before state fair because I was like, you know, how come they don't have like different flavors? And so I wanted to add my own kind of southern twist to it so that's what i did did you have any trouble like um baking these or cooking you know doing any anything related to the heat you know because we're in the middle of summer i don't know if it was a challenge for you to make no 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 it was it turned out better than i thought it would let's put it that way i was i was impressed all right uh, how they turned out so yeah, finally, um, Tree Ripe, but known for their peaches and pecans, pecans, excuse me, pecans. Pecans. <laughs> uh, they're back, uh, 730th anniversary, so they're known for their Georgia peaches. Of course, you know, uh, that's the only peaches that matter to me. Yeah. Maybe because I'm biased, because I am, you know, grew up in Atlanta. Um, and so they're back in the season of delivering their peaches at various places. You can definitely check their website. You can find them. All over uh, this Saturday, Oconomowoc Farmer's Market. They're going to be at Ray's Wine and Spirits on June 29th from 10 a.m. to noon. Uh, you can just go to their website, treeripefruit.com. Uh, treeripe.com. Excuse me. We'll have the link and all that on the website to find where they'll be throughout the summer. And then uh, Peace Pop. I noticed on their Facebook, they did a collaboration with a new pop called Peaches and Cream featuring Tree Ripe Peaches. So you can pick those pops up at either a Pete's Pops location, their new one in Bayview or the one in Washington Park area. Um, so that's just peachy. And usually uh, my coworker, Justin, dropped off some peaches for me from Tree Ripe. So uh, you know I'm going to make the peach liquor, but I don't think I'm going to make it this year. I'm going to make some, I got some nice bourbon, so I might make some peach infused simple syrup Ooh. and muddle some peaches and make a, maybe a peach old fashioned. I don't yeah. know. Uh, with a little bit of orange um, liqueur. See if that, how that goes. So I might do that. 
yeah, I don't think I'm gonna do peach liquor. I'll take a break from that this year, but I'm gonna just munch on some peaches, make some peach liquor, peach simple syrup instead. A little easier. I love your peach liqueur though. I've had a chance to taste it in previous years. Yeah, because yeah, it takes a lot, and I only make one bottle, and it goes away in two days. And yeah. I'm like, well, that's a lot of work. <laughs> I should probably buy a whole bunch of peaches and have a, I don't know, facility. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe next year. Yeah, it's always hard to make or to to get yourself to make something that you know is going to take you a long time to yeah. do, but it doesn't yield a lot. Yeah, so that's why I think the simple syrup is the way to go. Okay, sure. Because it didn't take that long. You heat it up, put the peaches, let it like a tea. A um, few hours, you get enough peach flavor in there. And then you don't have to wait two weeks. And then you can use the simple syrup as kind of the base for your cocktail. Mm-hmm. And then maybe slice up some peaches, muddle the peaches in there. And there you go. Right? So Sure. Or you like, or I take the simple syrup and make a soda. So take some seltzer water, mix up the simple syrup, have a peach soda. I you know, love that idea. You have a little... Or was it called the Mexican? Uh, was it called the Mexican fresca? Oh, aqua fresca. Aqua fresca. You can make an aqua fresco with the peaches, maybe. Yeah. So. Yeah. So there. Well, that wraps up this edition of uh, This Bites. Uh, and Christian Milwaukee Magazine, me DJ Tariq. This bite is edited by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the license line with support from Society Insurance and your membership. Subscribe to this podcast. At RadioMilwaukee.org slash ThisBites, iTunes, NPR, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Remember, feedback's important, so please rate and review. As always, Anne, stay hungry. And keep the Malort cold. <laughs>